and we're live and we're back. Back and better. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, wow. better for you. You're young. I'm getting older every time we come back. You're looking season. older. I know. 48 now. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, your favorite duo is back. When was I was thinking? When was the last time we did like when we were doing Johnny and Gene and Mafia Truths and all that? That's got to be like a year and a half, two years ago now. Oh, it's definitely two years. Like ago. I had you on my show. I had you on my show when you came to the studio. I'm the one who's supposed to have the bad memory. I'm the old guy. Yeah. What so? You're, where are you getting a year I, and a half from? It's got to be. Are two you and actually? And a half. Wait, hold on. I know your your. I know your birthday. Wait, wait, no, Tell I'm everybody this year. way they can send. Forget the year. Just give them the <laughs> no. date so they can send me gifts. It's what is it? It's a September. 30th? Uh, yep. September 30th. 30th, yeah. See? I'm a Libra, very even killed. Yeah. September 30th, 19... I'm the scale. 1992. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're 19... I actually know this. Uh, 67? 68. But you were close. Wait, so you're going to be... You're turning... <laughs> no, wait, no. And you graduated wait, college. I keep 30, telling everybody how smart you are. This is the reason. <laughs> no, you're no, you're you're this older than that. Stop talking about me. <laughs> Anyways, Listen, that's your camera. Where's my camera? That one. All right. This camera's for for. This any, one is a backup. So don't even look at that one. Look all right, at that so one. I look at that. Yeah. One. All right. So any of you single people are trying to write me? <laughs> it's seventy two. Just. Anyways. Um, no, but we're, we're, I'm personally very excited to be back and doing this in, in my own studio now. Um, and this first episode, we really wanted to kind of debrief the last couple years. And honestly, for me, go over some of these myths. Like people think that we had like a falling out, which is hilarious. No, you just started your own crew. Started yeah. Started, your own family. <laughs> what, what do you think my family's name would be? Uh, yeah, we got to come up with a good name. It would be like the... Well, you could be like Maya Lansky. You're a Miami-based guy. I don't. Well, I don't know about you're that. Shooting over there a lot. I, I've been. Well, you're pretty you smart. Can, I got to give you, can you that. Tell it. I didn't wear any sunscreen last time I was there. Well, I tell my sons all the time. I says, "Listen, at least I have one son. I know is going to be financially successful. <laughs> you two bums, you'll leave me in the street, and I got the other guy in jail. So <laughs> it's not like he's going to be. He's not going to be taking you care of me, me anytime soon. You got to give me some time though. Well, you got plenty of time. It's me who ain't got the time. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know, but yeah. But no, it's been. Uh, well, well I guess for the people, I'll explain what you know. So for the people that always ask this, I was traveling a lot, doing my films and movies, and actually, Klaus is in Denmark now with Peter, the director and producer, and all that. And there were there were uh, the uh, awards night in Denmark, so they sent me some videos about it. For that four part series we did. Uh, called the Viking mm -hmm. on Klaus's life story and me and Klaus's friends and the Brazil jails and stuff. So they're doing that today, actually. So that's what happened. So it cleared up. So you went to college. Well, I was in college before when we first started. Yeah, but you, there was a lot going on with COVID. <laughs> Your favorite subject. My favorite subject that I <laughs> that will we're not, not gonna get, go get into. into. <laughs> we're not doing politics. Uh. So don't shadow ban us. <laughs> All right. So... No, you were you were away at school a lot and traveling and doing your thing too because you travel abroad a lot. Yeah, for people don't know. Well, you wanted to. I think you wanted to be more in in Florida. In Florida, besides yeah, besides, besides Europe. Besides Europe, I was in school. We had been doing it for a year and a half. Um, and then yeah, you were spending a lot more time there. 
couple different people down there that you started doing shows with and <laughs> yeah and i was in albania a lot and despite what everybody thinks i actually go to italy not yeah. like most of the other guys <laughs> i'm in italy a lot so um and then and then yeah and i think it was just like a good little gradual it, just, it was too hard to keep doing it and it's just easier for you to keep doing your show down there um everybody that follows me knows that i i do i've been doing my show for four years nonstop. Um, and then, and then obviously we'll go into some of the life events that led you to be more in Northeast again. Um, and then I built out this place. And so now we're here. Now we have good management, something that we didn't really have before. <laughs> Why, you didn't like that guy? Uh, should we say his <laughs> no, name? No, we no. won't say his we name. Won't. <laughs> he was a character. A character is a nice way to say it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't. We really, had that event. We had that, <laughs> and the only and one that was, seemed to be making on money on that event <laughs> was him. <laughs> and he was, uh, yeah. Um, well, I so, thought he had a bad cold. <laughs> I should know better, right? You I, I was the of anybody. I, the, I did know. I know. Remember, I, I knew. Yeah, yeah. So that. we won't go into some yeah. of that. But uh, God, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So then, but we've been. But the funniest part, what it, all this to say, is that we've been. As close as ever, like in we're terms of, out. <laughs> we're always together. People always be like, "Oh, like what happened?" Like, did I'm like, no, like it's like. Well, we would, Chris. We, we want to, you know, people see us in the city. You know, the people that don't know see us out in Brooklyn in the city. Yeah, you yeah. Know, we were Chris uh, that Chris night. Chris Yeah, when we went to his con, he's blown up actually. Chris, I know. This we're gonna bass, come at you in another yeah. way. <laughs> I've been telling he. I'm supposed to get him on my show. We got to get him on this show. He owes us a show too. He owes us because we went to we went to his house. And don't forget, we know where you live. We we know where. <laughs> and TT's gonna help us. <laughs> oh my god, TT Jerry. If people don't know TT Jerry, TT's funny. Oh my god, unbelievable. I love TT. I love TT too. Um. So yeah, we'll get we'll get Chris on soon, or we'll do a dinner. He's he's crushing right now. Yeah, he's, he is. he's you know he's doing radio, uh, City Hall. I seen him everywhere. He just did Rogan the other day. Yeah, he did Rogan. I saw him on um, Rogan. He was looking like Jeffrey Rogan Don couldn't keep a straight face when he was talking because oh he was funny. Well, yeah. He was talking about he was because he was wearing a, a, yep. a watch and a what and the glasses. <laughs> he was wearing and, like the Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. Yeah, and he said that he his like, wife said that you know he's <laughs> losing too much weight and he's he not looks sure. good though. Yeah, he does. Look he's in he's in good yeah. shape. He's funny as fuck. Yeah, he's but he's a good guy. Really. He's a great guy. Um, so Chris, if you're listening, and where's Sal at? Sal, oh. I'm still looking for you oh. after those shows you did about me. Sal, no. You're gonna you're gonna Hello. come at him in a different way. Sal, Sal's funny, nice guy too. We gotta we gotta. Oh well, well we won't say this on air. But and for the people that don't know who Sal is, Sal Volcano from um, Impractical Jokers yes. and one I did. I told you I did the Comic Con with those guys back oh, really? a while ago with, with Dean Kane, my good friend. Condolences again to my niece Jana's daughter and his uh, wife and everybody. Uh, Jason David Frank. Yeah. Uh, yeah was depressed uh lost his life to suicide and uh, that's a real subject that we talk we'll, about all the time we'll talk about a lot of different things issues. that have happened in the past couple years but all of that to say that a lot's been going on but you and i have just been as close as ever and uh and now we're you know doing the show again and uh as the oddest couple the odd couple oddest couple i don't know well we got i think we're gonna go with the we're oddest ask couple. everybody to write in but i yeah. like the oddest couple. i like the oddest couple because it really is it and we'll talk about this more this is what i want to talk about today but uh, our dynamic is very interesting. I think for outsiders, whenever they ask me, they're like, what the fuck are you doing next to this guy? And I'm like, look, look, look give me a second to explain. Because <laughs> it's a hard explanation sometimes, you know? They're like... Pretty easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, they're like, they're like, wait, who is this guy? And I'm like, all right, look, 
he did some bad thing and, and they're like what's his name they google you like what? i'm like ah oh, fuck it's a, it's a tough one to explain you know you start scratching your head you start coming up with uh different explanations but um but yeah no i'm excited because i think people that watched our show before and we did really well with that when we were doing the show um originally with gene and <laughs> hey but you know what i don't cut you off but you know we're, how many weeks ago were we at dinner oh with uh yeah with your friends and, yeah yeah uh three weeks was it three weeks yeah. okay so i forgot to tell you this a couple of days afterwards somebody writes me a dm and says they saw us but they didn't want to bother us and really? they wanted to take a picture and, and no way and i'm like you could have came up to us for sure and they go no we we weren't about coming up to you we were scared to come up to the other guy yeah. we heard that he just got strained out <laughs> <laughs> that was well, actually the guy did say i felt funny because i didn't know if you know he had company and friends you could tell obviously you know, yeah your friends. yeah no we had that was a fun dinner we were uh yeah that was a good time with my with my girlfriend and one of my best friends and uh yeah yeah we had a good time that night it that was, was that was time. a while <laughs> oh it was funny too. it was funny yeah. and we ran into a, a a character there that she knew yeah we yeah won't get that was another that. yeah that's what that. i'm saying it was just you know the world's small world is a little too small sometimes you got to be careful yeah. but um but i think we we're all happy that you were there for for that moment oh, that was fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um yeah shout out to michaela shout out to annie my girlfriend the jeweler um yeah she had a really nice piece the other day that she showed me actually well we got to give a quick shout out to for the people jewelry company i gotta i gotta plug my girl's company real quick on instagram at for the people jewelry co um, yeah, she does. She's she's a badass jeweler yeah, in Miami. She she's got a big shop, yeah. three thousand square feet. Got some badass people working. But for she her. noticed right away when I had the she Albanian. Well, she she she'll like we'll be we'll be at dinner and she'll like see somebody and like that comes and talks to us and then she'll be like, she'll like be able to pick out what yeah. the jewelry is or what line it is or whatever the fuck yeah. things that I don't understand. But yeah, um, did yeah, you so, have to curse when you said that? Yeah, I, I just had. <laughs> You can tell I've I got changed. It. I don't curse like you. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's actually insane because off air you curse crazy. <laughs> uh, so, all right, let's talk about the last couple years. The good, the bad, the ugly. Some very good, some very bad. Um, and just, I guess, before we get into some of that, I think where we want to take this show for people listening out there that used to follow us, it was very mob heavy. Right, which was great. I think people love those stories, and we're still gonna have a lot of mob stories. Obviously, it's your life. Um, but I think what people really liked was our dynamic because we have such different backgrounds, such different lives that we've lived. I'm much younger, and I also didn't uh, grow up the way that you did. I didn't have the life that you did, and go to jail. I didn't do a lot of things, but at the same time, I think why people love us is because we get along so well. And, you know, kind of going what I was saying is like we we connect in in a way that we probably shouldn't on paper. Right. Um, and I think that's what makes it interesting. So I think in this next chapter of our show, it'll really be really diving into like the philosophy of how two people like us can live in those different lives, especially focused on you as well um, in this reform life from being a, a once killer, a once hitman, a once, you know, on paper, bad person, if you will. Um, so just so you guys understand the direction, um, we'll probably be doing a lot of different, we're going to try to do some like caller, live call-ins because that, that worked really well. I remember back in the day, for people who don't remember, we had a Patreon channel. Um, a lot of people would call in, ask questions, but we really want to stay away from some of like the low-level mob shit that the dumb content that's out these days, as you know. You know, 
how do I put this? First of all, my family, even my family, you know, they love, they love you. You know that. My yeah. family loves you. <laughs> I destroyed his and, family in ping pong, by the way. Oh, this guy's going to be talking about this forever. All his sisters and his... My sister's and his... got all kinds of instructors and all that. <laughs> <laughs> my sister's trying to get you on my... My one sister's trying to get you on that pickleball court. Well, you know what's funny? Can I say something real quick about your sisters? So for people that don't understand, so I met your... I didn't know that side of your family until, and we'll talk about your the passing of your daughter, and, and I met them at, at the funeral, right after the funeral. Um, and I never met your sisters. The only people I had met was your brother, um, <laughs> your two sons. Or no, I actually haven't even met Matt because he's always he's never here. I, yeah, no. you didn't meet I'm very close I with Johnny. To him. Johnny. I'm very close, close with Johnny. Him. But Matt obviously talked to you, knows you good. Yep. Um, yeah, if I care, like... And- and Jimmy knows you from Jimmy. We've been Collins on the phone, yeah, prison. like very, very quick calls. And you've seen that video, we and we'll, just we'll, we'll put the we'll put that video that Jimmy sent you. It's a it's a great video. You'll 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 see what I'm talking about. It's a it's a video of Jimmy calling in from jail, and you, you're able to see him. Whatever. I don't want to get sidetracked, but I want to say something about your family. Is for people that don't understand or don't know your family, like your sisters, both sisters, unbelievable women. And I've told, and I joke about them with about like destroying them in ping pong and ping pong. But like, I think what's so interesting about your family dynamic is I never, I'm being honest with you. I don't even think I've ever told you this. I never expected your sisters to be the way they are. Yeah. They're educated and normal. They're and educated, just, but yeah. they're not just like, they're not just educated. Like they're like, they're like, like great women. You know what I'm saying? Like great human beings. Well, you're gonna have to ask the husbands. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the husbands can say a whole. Uh, Call him out. I'm sticking up for you now. But but it's like but it's shocking, right? Because knowing your upbringing, you and you grew up in a tough neighborhood, and knowing your life, obviously, you never would expect the type. They're so normal, <laughs> yeah. and normal, not like normal, like they're like normal, smart, educated, good lives, good families, like the whole thing. So it's like it's. It, I'll be honest. It was a mind fuck. I didn't think. I was like. I didn't expect that. I'll put it that yeah. way. Not not that I expected you to have like whatever, but I didn't expect like that level of like. Well, of course you're gonna like Denise because she's a bleeding heart. She's on the left side. Well, I'm not. You think she's, I'm? <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. She she's a school teacher and she does special needs kids. Yeah. So she's very good with kids and she's very patient. They're just kind people. And, yeah. They're kind people. Um, with great kids. What what was uh? What's your Denise's, uh, What's your uh, niece's name? Stephanie. Stephanie and her husband. Stephanie was a great, I, I always brag about it because we were just at my grandson's sixth birthday party yeah. and they were talking about sports, everybody, right? My daughter's father-in-law and a couple of his friends, really nice people. Nice, yep. You know, yep. you met them yep. too. The family's really nice family. And uh, talking about sports and my, my niece, Stephanie, was a, a superstar pitcher. Yeah, I remember. For Eastern High School. And she was great. She doesn't like talking about it. She gets embarrassed. She gets shy. Yeah. But she was a great, great ball player. What do you think it was like for your sisters who are very normal to have you as a brother? Oh, my God. They've been through some things because of me. I mean, you know, you got to remember we had raids at my house because of me from the FBI, from the police. But were they living with you uh, at the time? Some of the occasions on and off they were and they lived next door or they, you know, so they were there and involved and. You know, they've been questioned by yeah. FBI, and my one sister was there when I baseball batted a couple of people, and uh, so, yeah, they've seen enough. Did they, did you have a good relationship with them back in the day? Yeah, yeah, always, and you know, like even when they, family, Even when they, like, saw you, like, do, like, heinous, violent shit? Yeah, yeah, they've always stuck by me. 
I mean, listen, like every family, you have your ups and downs, and everybody argues. And yeah, but that's a different level. That's like different, when they know that you're like killing and doing stuff like that, it's, yeah, it could be hard. It could be a, well because everybody kind of denies they, you know, in their own minds. Yeah, they think it's not like I'm going home and telling them that. I mean, over the years since I changed my life, I'm out you know, advocating at events yeah. uh, and and different things, and I talk to colleges, and you know, I talk uh, try to help kids off the street, so. They know because I'm very out there now. But before, you didn't talk about it. So, you know, if they asked me a question like that, I, I would just look at them. I wouldn't answer. And they know, you know. So I guess they assumed I was doing some bad things. But but do they, did they understand, like, the extent at the time of how serious? I, don't think, I think they don't like, want to understand. Like, it. would you ever would you ever talk, like, think about, like, your time, prime time with Gotti and all them? Like, did they know you were dealing with Gotti Sr.? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because all the uncles, everybody would come by the house. Okay. Even Gotti Sr. on occasion would drive by with his brothers or whatever. I had to go somewhere. But would they ask you questions? Would they be like, what are you doing with Sr.? No. It's like the, a don't ask, don't tell type thing. Our neighborhood was just, a, before yeah. Gotti Sr. was, you know, the Ruggiano family. So they were used to it when my uncles were involved and, uh, you know, with different people. So they knew that. They just kind of just looked the other way like most people do, I think, when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, I don't know, I don't know what I would do if I had a sibling like you. <laughs> so yeah. fucking... Well, I tortured my sisters when they were younger because they come, especially my younger sister. So their boyfriends or whoever they were dating, unless it was one of my friends, they were tortured. I think I told you the story. My older sister went out to dinner one night with oh some God, guy when we were kids. And he comes upstairs, he's sitting in the TV room with my family. Did, did that guy know who you were? He didn't know at oh, the time. Poor. So I walk in the room and my sister said that he didn't pay the bill, that they split the bill. And she oh said it, I think, God. to my cousin. My cousin Rest told my uncle. My uncle told me. And when I walked in the room, the guy was there and he went to shake my hand. And I said to him, all right, get out. And he goes, what? And I go, get the fuck out of the house. I says, before you get a beaten. And he says, yeah. what are you? I said, you cheap bastard. You took my sister out to dinner. I says, and you split How old the tab. Oh, I was young. I don't know, 20. And you know, when you're, I tell everybody this, even now. The guys people need to worry about are the younger guys. That's why young jails, juvenile jails, and other jails are very violent because they're very aggressive at those ages. They don't think as much, they think they're invincible. Like you were. Yeah, we all, you know, young guys think as you get older. So I used to tell guys all the time. When an older guy comes to see you, you can relax yeah. for the most part. They're not stupid. They don't want to lose their yeah. life easily. They don't want to go to prison easily. When you're young, you don't think of any consequences. You just go. So with young guys is where the, the danger is. And when a lot of young guys write me, and, and I'm always giving advice, like guys that are on the street and they ask me questions, and I'm like, listen, the first thing, a, a guy just wrote me the other day, so I'll talk about him. And he says to me, uh, what do you think, John? You know, I want money. I want to take care of my mom. He had good, actually a good-hearted guy. I'm sorry. So he, he's actually a good-hearted young guy, 24 years old. And I understood what he was saying because he, was, he wasn't saying, I need to have this beautiful car for myself. Yeah, I want to take care of my family and whatever. And I said to him, that's all good what you're saying to me, but just do me a favor. Write back to me a dollar amount that your life's worth. Is it 100000 Is that worth losing your life? Is it $5 million to lose your life, get killed, go go to jail for 20 years? Do you think your mom wants the $5 million if you're going to jail for life for 30 years? I said, so think about it before you do it. 
So, you know, and a lot of guys, they write me all the time the same thing. Well, I can make 30000 in a week or 20000 in a month or I could do this if I sell drugs. I says, yeah, but what is that costing you? Yeah. You know, it's like when guys, I see guys rob a, a bank or a candy store and they're going to get $1,200 and they, they go in armed. And if they get caught, they're going to do 20 years. So what is that, about two cents a day or something they go yeah, and rob for? Yeah. Not that you should justify robbing at any extent, but I'm just saying, if you're going to look at things logically. Yeah, it's uh, that's why, and that's what I'm kind of excited about do, redo, redoing the show with you is like, where you're interesting is the psychology, right? And what you're even talking about right now is the philosophy of what's your life worth and to what price. And if anybody can talk about the price of life, it's you. Yeah, I mean, listen, most of the mob guys, some of them are my friends, some of them I don't have too much respect for. But, you know, like Michael Francis over the years, and I'm going to bring somebody's name up. When my daughter passed away, huh. he was more than a gentleman, constantly talking to me, helping me through. There's certain guys that really, but Michael's a little more intelligent Very than intelligent. most guys. Very well-spoken, articulate. Uh, he handles himself like a gentleman. And, you know, over the years, people say, oh, you've had disagreements. Everybody has disagreements. Overall, do you respect the guy? Yes, he's a gentleman. So, you know, you're going to have, sometimes you're in a bad mood, sometimes you say something stupid. It's just life, right? And then you regret saying it. But overall, I mean, and I got to tell you, when people just ask me about him, and I said, man, the guy's a gentleman, but he carries himself different when he's on shows. He's not one-sided in just the nonsense with the mob. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny too, and even talking about, doing the show today as opposed to three years ago when when you know there was like stupid internet beefs with michael and stuff and people know people that know me like michael i had michael on my show he was nothing but a gen i have a good relationship with him yeah um i haven't seen him in a couple years but uh we've gone back and forth a couple times i believe when he was when one of his family members was sick and i wrote him a little message and he's just uh he's honestly like people can say whatever they want they can say whatever they want about you they can say whatever about michael sam any but Genuinely, I can I can say really really good guy, especially to me. I, I try to judge people the way they interact with me, and I think what I like too is that you know, you guys don't have issues anymore. And because at the end of the day, like him reaching out when your daughter passed, like that for me is that's that that means you know. Well, what I mean? it's everything, and he didn't reach out once. He reached out yeah. probably seven or eight times, and uh, he related a personal story to me which i won't repeat it's yeah. his privacy yeah which uh helped me also and, and discuss something with me so you know you got to look at people and, and and say you know when chips are down who's around for you yeah who's really looking out for you who's there you know it's like yourself you know you're a young guy like my well, like my sons i ever tell everybody that i feel like i'm a father too yeah. and i don't call strangers i call you sometimes yeah. to yeah. talk to or yeah. i call one of my sons obviously mm -hmm. You know, and you have those conversations where you guys can understand more at your age than somebody my age yeah. because you're living it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, it's it's been a, it's been such an interesting past couple years. And, and, you know, we even almost named the show like Father Unlike Son. Um, and that people already are concerned when I'm doing show with you. And then when I say that you're like a father, anything like that, they're like, uh, what's going on here? But like people, they don't understand the dynamic. And, uh, you know, I think that why I have so much love for you and your family is like, it's really organic. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think especially in those moments, and that's why even when I heard like Michael reached out or even for me, like, you know, all of our conversations during that time, um, is that what I found was so interesting is you've been through so much shit, but nothing compared to that pain, right? And that's something that, you know, when I think about your life, it's like you go through all of that and then this. And I know that you would go to jail 20 years over again. Well, what a life. You know, you give up your life. Any parent would, not just me. Any normal parent would. Yeah. You know, tomorrow I'm going to another event, D. Gillen, uh, a black poster project that I've been involved in anything that she does. You know, I try to go to most of them, and I talk to her, and you try to lean on each other. My friend Jim, that I did the radio show in Philly, we all lost kids, and, you know, those are the people that we talk to. But um, those events are... Uh, you know, there was two women just recently at the Capitol talking at hearings about fentanyl. And uh, so we're never going to stop yeah. because, you know, we lost our children to that. They were murdered by, this is, like I always say, was an ODing. It's it's uh, intentional murder of our kids from, in my opinion, uh, the, vast, the vast majority of this drug is coming from China and Mexico. And not much is being done about it. They're saying, you know, Attorney General Collin just said that they don't have the funds to fight it. Well, you know, that to me, it's it's almost a ludicrous thing to say, knowing we just sent $125 billion to Ukraine. And I feel bad for all those people in Ukraine and Russia. I do. They're regular, everyday citizens. They're not government who are making the choices. But these are our kids here in this country. Yeah. And there should be no dollar amount about trying to save their lives. Yeah. And, and this not to continue. So, of course, I'm going to advocate forever about this. Yeah, it's uh, it's also just been interesting to see interest. I mean, interesting is maybe not the right word, but, um, you know, since this, it happened when, August? Yeah, August 18th at 8.34 yeah. a.m. Uh, oh, they pronounced it dead. Yeah. Um, and and I remember because I don't think you were public about it for a couple of days or a week. Yeah, I, like somebody, I don't even think I heard about it until I saw something. Yeah, somebody wrote something somewhere. It wasn't me. I mean, you know, you know, there's know, people that yeah. run these yeah. uh, sites and stuff, and sometimes we're on them. And um, yeah, it was you know, it's it's uh, Doctor Genty, who you know, yeah. Toscazzi, uh, my good friend, obviously like a brother to me. We're always together. Uh, helped me through it does a lot of TV shows with me, interviews with me, and he gives a medical perspective on this drug yeah. and what's going on in this country. And uh, there's just not enough being done at all. A lot of rhetoric, you know, and rhetoric does nothing. doesn't save lives. How did your, I guess, own, like, philosophy about life change after that event? You know, when you get up every morning, right, a normal person, you know, if you're not depressed, and a lot of people are, and... That's something that we talk about later on about addressing. But you put your pants on, you're all excited about getting on with the day to do something successful, do something positive, do something uh, motivating. And when this happens, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. It's a, a, a dead zone in your body, in your heart, in your mind, where you're just getting through the day and you're trying to motivate yourself uh, for an, a reason to exist, right? And which is my other kids. My grandson mm -hmm. who just turned six, and uh, you try to find the strength to continue. And but it's not the same laughter. It's not the same, yeah. you know, feeling. You eat a slice of pizza. You love pizza, but it's 
Every time you bite that peach, you're thinking, well, my daughter's not here to be able to do that. So no matter what, that void's always going to be there. You don't sleep the same, which I didn't sleep at it. Now you really don't sleep. So it just eats at you day and night. It's never going to go away because I talk to people like my friend Jimmy. Years went by, or D. Gillen, and years went by, and, you know, other people that lost children that talked to me, and it just never goes away. It's does, does, terrible. Does it scare you that it never goes away? No, I don't want it to not go away. Right. I want to feel it. And, you know, as bad as it feels, you don't want to feel it because you're never going to forget your, your baby, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, I have pictures all over my house of my daughter. I have uh, rosary beads with my mm-hmm. daughter's picture in my car. I have stuffed animals because I used to call a poo, Winnie the Pooh, on my car in my house. And those are the things that, you know, it's just, uh, and, you know, the only thing I do say to myself is when I'm really down, like last month I was really down, and I say, you know, get up, look in the mirror and, and you know, kind of yelling at yourself. Stop acting like you're the only one because it's happening to yeah. hundreds of thousands of parents. So we're all going through it. So it's not just me when someone says, well, you know, you, you're muscling through. Yeah, you're muscling through somewhat. And uh, I do it by doing this, awareness yeah. to kids. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, uh, I mean, even if other people are going through it, it doesn't take away from your pain. No, you're not the only one in pain. So, you know, people lose their children and it's just not normal to lose your child before yourself. So. Yeah. Well, I think too, I mean, you know, the way that you've handled it and handling, you know, raising her son, um, who's also so young and, uh, you know, it's, it's so multi-layered. And I think that, um, I guess if there's any kind of beauty in it is that, you know, you're, you're there for your grandson, you know, and, and so are her, um, the grandson's other step of, or other oh, pair the of, grand, grand of grandparents are great. are great, and I met them at the yeah, great. I they're, met them at the restaurant that one day. They're fantastic. I mean, they dedicate their life to him, and uh, he's with them a, a lot more than he's with me. And you know, I got to give them a lot of credit because they're not young, and they uh, really they just threw a birthday party for him that mm-hmm. we were all at, and just uh, good people. Has he has this has your grandson fully un- started to fully understand yet, or no? I remember. I guess he relates, obviously, because it's my daughter. So he talks more about my daughter, like with me. I walked him to the lake and we were feeding the ducks, and he started talking about my daughter. I was giving him a bath the other day, and he starts talking about when his mother gave him a bath. What do you say to him so, when he says stuff like that? Uh, I always tell him stories about, you know, when he starts. I don't, I, I encourage him to talk about it right, so he doesn't right. forget her, but I don't uh, tell him, the, you know, about uh, so much of the pain of. You right. know, her passing, I try to tell him that you know God's but, but got he, But he understand. But he understands. He understands. Like we're in the car, he's always asking me, "Can you play the song, Mommy? Like the song?" Uh, okay. So he's very aware of it. So like he he's uses like past tense and like yes. Like, okay. And he's always, "Mommy did this with me. Mommy yeah. did that with me. Mommy used to kiss me like that. yeah, it kills me." But you know, when we go on the rides. He goes, "Can I go on this color? Because Mommy loved pink. You know, can I use the red right. uh, stuffed animal? Because I used to ride the red one with Mom." So, you know, that he does. I mean, he's young and he just, he, and I, she, before she passed, she actually told one of her friends, if anything ever happens to me, tell my father, just make sure the baby never forgets me. So, oh. 
you know, that's always a driving force of me. Always. She said that because she knew, did she know? I don't know. She did a lot of painting. I, I know you've seen them with, yep. of, yep. of uh, space, the moon, stars, the universe. So for some reason, she was painting that the last couple of years, like that's as if she knew she was exiting of some sort. Um, I mean, it's incredible stories of, you know, I told you where, I never seen her TV go on ever up in my Oh, attic. right, I remember you told me this. And I was nowhere near the TV it went on. I mean, so, you know, I, I'm very strong with my faith. Uh, well, tell, that, tell that story real quick so people know what we're talking about. You know, you're suffering through the loss of my daughter and a couple of different things happened. And as a young couple that knows, when I was in Nevada, in uh, Las Vegas, and I was filming a movie, I ran into two people. And... Uh, I was talking to my sister, very upset that my daughter never got a chance to do this stuff. And a young couple came to sit down next to me and I gave up my seat for the guy's girl. They were young, like your age, a little older maybe. And uh, we started talking and one of the waiters asked her for identification. And this is just after I was talking to my sister. So this is like billions to one of odds of this happening. And she said, why do I got to give my identification? I'm 30 years old. And I says, when's your birthday, August 14th? And she's, oh my God, how would you know that? And for the people who don't know, that was, she was born August uh, 14th, 1992, same as my daughter. So those odds are, you know, incredible. And then I was up in her room a couple of months afterwards cleaning it out, and I was on the other side of the room, and the TV went on. I'm not near the remote, I'm not near the TV. I didn't even know that TV worked up there. I never even heard her watch it up there. So she was always downstairs with me. Yeah. So, I mean, if somebody can explain, <laughs> how that happens yeah. i'm willing to listen yeah i mean yeah so these are some and there was some other incidences that happened uh, uh i was at mike's house and the two lamps went on in the middle of the night while i was talking to her laying there uh upset and first one lamp then the other lamp went on i mean <laughs> what's the explanation yeah so for people that don't believe uh then give me an explanation for that Yes, uh, the universe works in weird ways sometimes, I think, you know, and and I think the way you've handled it, I mean. Well, somebody told me another story I'll, I'll give you, and this is on a personal somebody else's, so I won't say their name. They just told it to me yesterday, and uh, their husband died a certain day. They went to go buy a car. The person they went to buy a car for, now you can go to a million places. you got a million different salespeople. The person that they were buying the car from, wife passed away the same exact day as her husband passed away. Crazy. Now, what, how, what, is, what is the odds of that? Is that just crazy? No, I think, look, I think, I mean, you know, Something's people, driving people, yeah, people to People can, and, you know, everybody has a different stance on religion or spirituality. And I'm curious, how is your religious faith or spirituality, um, manifested since this or changed i always try to look for god over the years in prison and stuff i couldn't really find him i used to tell the priest when i talked to him he was trying to convince me really good priest in, uh, when i was in mcc nice guy a rough kind of guy came from you know the city down in uh in uh rivington where my father grew up down there in the bowery and so he was a a, a guy that you can relate to because he was kind of streetish and uh I just couldn't find it. But now, uh, since this happened, I've found a, a lot of faith, trust in God. And I feel like if I miss church on a Sunday, that I'm 
cheating. Like it's really? like, yeah, yeah, I feel guilty. Like I, so I try not to miss. And if I do miss, I, you know, I, I pray every day. Yeah. And I pray uh, a friend of mine, uh, Antoinette and, and Stephen, uh, they got me an angel urine that I keep my daughter's ashes. And so I pray in front of that a lot. And, uh, you know, and they're friends of mine since forever. And, uh, you know, people like that help you through what, what, what you're going through. Yeah, I remember that ceremony too was beautiful. That that place was beautiful. Um, yeah, I forget exactly where it was. Somewhere yeah. in Jersey. Yeah, St. Andrews, and it's uh, when my kids were baptized. Oh, and, really? Yeah. What are your conversations like with your kids now about um, about it? Uh, it's rough. I mean, you know, I, my sons aren't as open to talk about it as me. Um, they do talk about it, but not not as often as I do. Does Jimmy Jimmy know? Yeah, and when I, I went up to prison to talk to him, and for the people that want to know about pain, um, there it is. It's easy to get over physical pain, but he lost his sister while he was in prison, didn't get to say goodbye, didn't get to see her, didn't come to the services, and so jail's not just about being yeah. uh, locked up and being able to do a couple of years or 10 years or 20 years, it's about that stuff. Well, it's also like for him, um, I mean, you can explain it a hundred times better, um, but I imagine it's feeling like life outside is moving and sometimes tragically moving, but your life is just stagnant and you've been in there for years. Like, what's that like when you, especially because you probably remember days when you would be in jail and you heard like somebody passed or whatever it was, um, close or not close. It must be a weird feeling. Nick Christopher wrote the book with me, Prison Rules. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it was an okay book. I think we could have did a lot better, me and Nick, but whatever. But when I was in jail, I lost my uncle, who was raised in the same house as me. It was kind of father to me. And I moved to California with him, and he died at 50 years old of a major heart attack. Yeah. And it was devastating to me, right? So in jail, I, the mentality is that you want time to go by fast because you want to get out. But also, the time's going by and you don't want it to go by because now you're not a young guy anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like my son. He went to jail, a young kid. How old did he when he went And in? he basically caught his first, where he got jammed up at about 22, 23. He's 33 now, uh, next week. Jesus. So he's been in about seven years. I didn't know that. Yeah. He got a short two month out. We got him out on a bail and he went right back in. And uh, so he's been in that long, and you know it, it started, and it's not going to end for him because he's going to come home and have parole. So you know that ain't going to end for him. I think till he's about thirty-eight. So you know you're twenty-three to thirty-eight. You're tied up in the system. Yeah. You can't make a mistake a little to the yeah, left or the right, or you continue to ruin your life. And now you're not a twenty-year-old kid anymore because he started off as in his early twenties. You know, like basically your age, and then now he's going to be pushing toward 40 when this is ended. So that's how quick life goes. And, you know, when people are giving bad advice to, to the young kids, um, there is, you know, the loss of life, and I'm not talking about just by dying, of being incarcerated. It's just not worth it. At the end of the day, I don't know who's telling or trying to sell that bullshit that it's worth it. Yeah. It's just not. Your life's not worth your freedom. And, you know, enjoying yourself and, you know, laughing, going to comedy shows and seeing guys like Chris or going to a concert, whatever kind of music you like, or going to get something to eat 
or just laying in your own comfortable bed and taking a shower. Well, I remember when we did our an episode a couple of years ago, and I remember that I'll always remember this. I think for the rest of my life, you and I walked outside. I think it was springtime. It was a nice day, and I remember. I think I just I don't even know why I thought of it, but I was like, "You ever think about how nice it is to just be outside?" And you're like, "Oh my god, it's like the best feeling in the world, like being able to you know take in fresh air and see sun, like." that's all I dreamed about. So like every, every kind of moment that I'm outside, like I think about that. And that, you know, for me, like I had been, I was like, what, 20 at the time. And I took that for granted, right? I'm like, ah, I'm outside, it's spring. Of course, I've been doing this for 20 years. But like for you, you'd been in jail for damn near 20 years. I mean, total, right? Um, you gotta remember, I talked to Oscar Lugo, who I'm working mm -hmm. on his case. I think he's wrongly convicted. There's prison reform bills that are out there. I just went to Harrisburg to uh, speak to senators and congresspeople, legislative in uh, uh, PA. And uh, so I'm speaking about him, and he's he's in about 21 years. He's in a penitentiary of coal. Um, never had his hearings, right? He was, besides, I believe, the system abused him, and there's a lot of stuff going on with his case that I'm working on. And he also was uh, a young guy. Now he's 51, his children are having kids, and and you need to get him home. No violence ever in his in his history, not it's in his crazy. case. No no violence, no shots while he's in jail. You have him. He's a constant reminder of what happened to my life, right? And then you have Phil Baroni, who I believe is completely in Mexico, charged incredible on a case that I, I believe he's completely innocent. Really? Shouldn't be in him even for a day. I, I, I mean, I've only and, heard, I don't know, honestly, details. I just heard, I don't know shit about that case. I just heard what the media is putting well, out, but I don't know. Well, yeah, you're going to hear different. And it, I, look, it sounds horrible. Yeah, that well, way. of course, and that's the idea, to make it sound horrible, but I did a, a, a short interview on this okay. about it, and I explained the other side of it. And But the thing is, Forget about the guilt or innocent for now. He's calling me from Mexico. I was in Brazil penitentiaries. I know how dangerous it is from. I know how bad it is from. Right. I know the violence, because he's been in, he's already had some yeah. serious violence yeah. situations already. He had two or three already. Two for sure, I think three though. And these things of your freedom and living in those conditions like I did in, right. in Brazil. Like just strictly speaking about the jails themselves. Oh, yeah, no, I can't even imagine. Yeah, and we've, we've talked, we've done episode. we'll do more on that. Um, and people that don't know who he is, he was a famous UFC uh, yeah. name. Um, I think I think we covered a good amount for, for episode one. I think for people listening or watching this, just so you guys know, we'll be posting episodes weekly. Um, on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple, everywhere you get your podcast app. Make sure you follow us on individually at John A. Light on Instagram. Uh, make sure if you're watching this, the classic like, comment, subscribe to the videos. We're really trying to, you know, do this, do this again um, full time. If you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe, do all those review stuff, five stars, everything, all that helps. We're gonna be posting a lot of clips. That's the difference between this time and last time. It's a different time. There's no, there wasn't crazy. It sounds like we're in the golden age, but there wasn't TikTok back then. Now there's TikToks, there's YouTube Shorts, there's Instagram Reels. We're gonna be posting a ton of different clips so that you can stay up to date and uh, see different moments from all our episodes. This one included. Um, follow me on Instagram at Felix Levine. So we're gonna be coming in hot and. Uh, 
very excited to be able to engage with people that have listened to us in the past and people that are uh, new. Uh, if you're new, welcome. Um, if you're new, write us in. I want I want to know their opinions. Though, yeah, what the show could be called, and what 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 do you want to hear from us? We're, we're thinking oddest couple, or the oddest couple, or the odd couple. I'm, I think we're leaning with oddest couple. Father Unlike Son. Father Unlike Son was definitely on the table. Um, for this episode one, we'll call it oddest couple because we are an odd couple if you, on paper. Um, but anyways. Your girlfriend says I'm the more normal one. Just That's crazy. That on that's yeah, She does say Imagine. That. <laughs> What's that you. say about her? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll catch you uh, on the next episode. Thank you all. Thanks, everybody.